everybody. Welcome to our podcast. 大家好 everyone. Oh, okay. So this week, or well, in the for the next two weeks, actually, we're going to have a very special guest. We have an OBGYN doctor coming in to talk to us. Her name is Kathleen, and it's going to be exciting because we get to ask her a lot about women's health. Not just women's health, I think. I mean, mostly women's health, but also we go into talking about working when she's pregnant. Yeah, and I think we've wanted a doctor on for so long. And Kathleen's actually a listener of the podcast, so it's really exciting to have a Taiwanese doctor come on and speak with us. However, we do want to preface that um, we're not giving you medical advice. Just remember that. So. Please take everything as entertainment, and if you do have any concerns and any questions from anything that we've raised today, you can message us. But go and see your doctor. Go and see your OBGYN. So that being said, I'd like to welcome Kathleen to our Fools in a Walk podcast. Welcome, Kathleen. Can you give us a little bit of a brief background of you, who you are, where you live, and your background and education? I'm Kathleen Zen.、Uh, I'm a fifth-year、uh, OB/GYN resident doctorate in a medical center in Taipei.、Uh, I graduated from med school in uh, 2018, and I'm. I passed my、uh, OB/GYN、uh, specialist exams like at the end of last year, so I'm a licensed、uh, specialist now. Congratulations! But I'm still、uh, in training in a medical center,、mm-hmm. and in the fifth year of OB/GYN, it's usually what we call a fellowship. That's when we get to we're supposed to choose like our subspecialties. So subspecialties is like so. We OBGYN do a lot of things.、Uh, we can do obstetrics. We can do gynecology. We can do gyne oncology,、uh, urogyne, or infertility treatments. So based on this, we choose our、uh, subspecialty if you'd like, or you can be like a GP, just practicing as a regular OBGYN. You do checkup.、Uh, you deliver baby.、Um, That sort of things, but you could, you know, stay for another two years, and then you have like a more specific training on certain area. So I'm in that stage at the moment. What area are you training in specifically? Okay, so this is the tricky part.、Uh, most、uh, medical centers in Taiwan would have this sorted、uh, during their chief residency, which is last year in my fourth year. But not in my medical center. So currently, I'm still rotating. Okay. So, okay. In the past two months, after I've passed my、um, specialist licensing exam, I'm still rotating. So I'm doing currently doing most、uh, mostly ultrasounds and obstetrics at the moment.、Mm-hmm. And also, I'm very pregnant. So <laughs> yeah, much in the OR.、And、How many weeks are you now? I'm thirty-seven weeks pregnant, so I'm full term at the moment. So、mm-hmm. baby could come out anytime, anytime, <laughs> anytime. Yeah, you named all these different fields that you can go into, and I don't think our listeners know exactly what all those fields are. The only one I understood was the gynecology, and the last one where you say that they go for t- for f- into fertility treatment, right? So maybe、um, you could just. Explain to us all the different ones that you named. I think you named four different types or five different types. Um, I think I named at least five different、yeah. ones. So, like, so, it's just a brief then, understanding、yeah. for people who aren't doctors, because I did not understand any of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> 
So when we say OBGYN, it's usually obstetrics and gynecology. And yeah. in uh, most uh, big medical centers in Taiwan, you get to choose in five different like um, subspecialty. Mm -hmm. Obstetrics is when you, you're dealing with like births, high-risk pregnancy, um, ultrasound, or like um, prenatal, like counseling. Mm -hmm. So that's obstetrics. And gynecology is when you are more like a surgeon, um, you deal with all sort of like gynecological problem from outpatient clinic to uh, surgery. Um, you also do ultrasound, but mostly um, uh, gynecological problem related, like myoma, like abnormal vaginal bleeding, like um, if you have like a tumor or a cyst, um, you go into like um, different type of surgeries or mm -hmm. laparoscopic surgery, da Vinci surgery, that sort of thing. Um, Gyno oncology are the one. Uh, they are the ones who are dealing with uh, gynecological cancers. Mm -hmm. So oncology, basically. Oh, but okay. we OBGYNs are are basically trained as surgeons. <laughs> So um, gyno-oncology uh, is the field that you deal with uh, women's cancer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in Taiwan, it's it's very tricky. Um, breast cancer is grouped in general surgery. Oh. But other, other like gynecological tract cancer, including cervical cancer, endometrial cancer, ovarian cancers, like any cancer that's in your... Um, healthy you know what also what's really good about Taiwan and I didn't know until I moved here you get a cervix a, we call it a smear test in England but it's called a pap test in America right so you get a pap yes. test here every year and yes. in England we don't do that we start from the age of 25 and it's every three years because mm -hmm. um, cervix cancer is such a slow growing cancer that if you mm -hmm. have a pap test and you're clear in three years it's very unlikely that it would have developed to a higher stage and if it has you can just have it laser removed right but I feel like mm -hmm. that's it's really good that Taiwan's on it with that get a smear mm -hmm. test every year and also the same with breast cancer once you hit 30 they start scanning you whereas in England it's 50 so I have to say I, I do find and it very impressive with the healthcare system here how on it they are with certain cancers and keeping checkup regular for women we have that in south africa too i was told when i went for my first gynecologist appointment i actually went to the gynecologist because i had really bad skin hormonal acne or something like that mm -hmm. and they put me on the pill and then the lady I was like 16 I was not sexually active that back back then but she did say to me as soon as you become sexually active you need to come back and we have to talk about coming in for a pap smear every year because the moment you mm -hmm. become sexually active you need to have um, good vagina health and I was like oh okay yeah. and as soon as yeah. the first time I ever sorry mom had sex I went <laughs> and I called her and was like I need to make an appointment because I'm sexually active and I think I was like 18 yeah. or 19 so I was much older in life but yeah I just think it's really important to educate it is important 
And it is. And I think anyone that's like scared of getting a pap test, don't be. Like these doctors, I'm sure Kathleen feels the same. Like she's seen so many vaginas that your vagina is not special. Okay. <laughs> so you're not going to go there and be like, oh my God, did you see that patient's vagina today? Like go and get it done. Because I remember as a teenager speaking to my doctor and my doctor said to me, you will never die of cervix, cervical cancer if you get your pap test done frequently because she was like it's such an easy treatable cancer and you just stay on top of it so she was like always get it done so and I know people that are like oh no I'm too scared does it hurt oh I don't want to sit there and get my vagina out some people really have those issues but please just do it like OBGYNs again your vagina is not special okay so, um, <laughs> that's true yeah I'm really yeah. interested to know um what yeah why why did you choose to become a doctor why did you choose to go down the medical route and become an OBGYN because it's not an easy route to life <laughs> uh yeah I actually um I actually thought about that yesterday I actually write down like why mm. <laughs> it's kind of a long story because like there's two parts of the story that you um you ask one is like why uh why did I decide to become a doctor and why OBGYN? Mm. So um, in high school, I was enrolled in a, in a, like a science talents, like class. Originally I wanted to become a scientist on physics and mm -hmm. astronomy. Mm -hmm. I'm very like, um, I believe in science, like mathematics and physics. I really don't like people. I'd rather lock myself up in the, in the room and then just look into data that's more like fascinating. Um, so things change. <laughs> when I was like 17, um, I got really sick. I had very severe palpitation. I had hand, uh, hand tremors and some heat intolerance. And then I have to see doctors. I have some eating disorders as well. Mm -hmm. And I have I, I I've seen like several doctors, and then it took like at least five doctors to get the right diagnosis, which is an autoimmune disease called Graves' disease. Oh. And for those who don't know what it is, it's a type of hyperthyroidism. It's very common, um, common, well among like teenage girls, like who who yes. to have like hyperthyroidism. So autoimmune disease, it's really tricky. Um, uh, and then like at that age of life, you know, as a teenage girl, like you have so many differential diagnoses, like, yeah. well, the first few doctors, they think it's just like me being like very, you know, stressed. And then it's a, it's a reactions to like the stress from school, from being like in a competitive, like environment and being mm -hmm. away from home, etc. Uh, but like in the end, like finally some doctors were like, no, I think the symptoms is more likely to be, to be related to your thyroid. And then Did they check multiple doctors opinions on that. Was it someone yes. you had to go and seek? Oh, okay. Yeah. The hyperthyroid, what's the difference between a overactive and underactive? Is it, is this the same thing that you're talking about? Uh, it's. So hyper, it's it's more like an overactive. So you're imagine your your thyroid is supposed to function normally. Now that it's decreasing, like way more, like um, thyroxine, which is the enzyme that's that's uh, uh, secreted by the by the thyroid, it's given out too much. 
So it's like pushing your body to like uh, work harder. So butts would be like you have you have palpitations. So you have tachycardia. You have this like very hyper metabolism in your body, and then you have like hand tremors. Um, and that's what I had at that time, and it really freaks me out. And um, anyway, so like I ended up being very sick at that, at that time. And then one of the doctors uh, who got the diagnosis happened to be a professor in a in a in a medical center again in Kaohsiung. Um, and then he said to me like, "Look, uh, you're in a top girls high. Like, have you ever considered like med medical school? Like, I think you should try for it." So I was sort of like recruited. <laughs> that's really cool that someone saw yeah yeah. So here. so that yeah. that's when I was like, oh ah. Uh, why not? Yeah, I should probably be a doctor, you know, changing from the patient side to the other side, being help to being able to help. So that's why I become a doctor in the first place. And later on, like OBGYN, it's like another thing, like I never thought in the first place that I would be working with like women all the time <laughs> because I went to a girl's high and I really... I really, um, I didn't enjoy it that much, like being surrounded only by women or girls. Um, Cause I grew up with boys. I, 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 I have brothers only. Um, but then like in med school, we, um, we have back in my time, we have like seven years of medical school. First, the first four years we we're in university, just doing like all the lectures and studying. And from the fifth years, we started like rotations um, in hospitals. Mm. And that, that's the time when you get to, you know, doing like rotations at different departments and then you see different type of patients. And then you, you also like experience the life uh, of different specialists. And then um in internal medicine in surgery in pediatrics in, in the er or like in OBGYN and other like subspecialties that you can think of so i've done all that and and i came to the conclusion that i really like emergency medicine and OBGYN. so i was choosing between these two Emergency medicine is really fascinating because you get like people sending in like from the ambulance and then you get like all the like the the most like brutal scenes and then it's high pressured, get... isn't it? It's more high yeah. pressured and think on your feet very fast. Yeah, but you also have this like adrenaline rush all the time. It's um sorry, it just sounds like all of you that have an, an accident in Taiwan, like if you go to Kathleen's hospital, she's like, Yeah, we got another one. It's like exciting. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's just that when you were like young and then you're passionate about what you do, you're yeah. like, Yes, I'm like I sign up for this. Like yeah. um, I really like I enjoyed it a lot as an intern at that time. Um, and in OBGYN, like you get to do a lot of things from like from birth to death, basically. You have like people coming in, delivering babies, and then you heard that cry of the baby in the middle of the night several times. It could be exhausting, but it's so like really um I'd say it's it's it like I was, I'm very privileged to to have that, you know, to 
to deliver the baby and then to touch you, you know the babies etc then you also have like patients who have cancers like who's at the end of their life and then you um, you try your best but then you probably can't do much about it so mm. you have in OBGYN, you get to do a lot. You get to see the patients like in the outpatient clinic until they're in um, on ward and then they're in the OR, you operate on them or like they're delivering baby or like for those who have cancers, like you basically, you're at their bedside when, when they pass away. How is it being pregnant and being an OBGYN? Because... I can imagine everything you've just said there can be quite like exciting, but also very traumatic. And as someone yeah. that's seen a lot, you're now pregnant yourself. Do you feel like your pregnancy, mm. you're more nervous because of you've seen more extreme rare cases than the average pregnant woman? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, true. And especially if you're in a medical center, you've seen a lot of uh, scary stories because yeah. only... The, the 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 women with like high risk would be sent to medical center instead of like having mm-hmm. a delivery in in like normal clinics out there. So I've seen a lot of like um scary stories myself. Like especially during this is my second pregnancy at the moment. Uh, when I was pregnant with my first baby, I was only a junior doctor, so I was like fresh into OBGYN and at that time it's like I would have like patients coming in like at the same like trimester with me and but then they have problems so you see like women in different stage of pregnancy having different problems while you're at that you know you're also pregnant like I have like this woman coming in tell, uh, telling me like oh, um, I'm doing the surgery today because it's a termination of pregnancy because the fetus doesn't have a heartbeat. And then I asked her, like, oh, so how how far alone are you in pregnancy? Night week, that's exactly when I was, like, at that time. So it's, it, it, um, it's the time that you, you haven't really uh, felt the baby there. So it would... It kind of freaks yeah. me out at that time, like, oh, you go get a check like yeah. right away to see if my baby was and I still think most there. Feel that as and well, then, right? like, I know I did. I don't know if you did, Cheryl, but until I could feel my baby kicking, I was like, Is it there? Like what's going on? But as soon as they start <laughs> kicking, then you're like, Okay, I've got the kicks today. He's okay, he's all right. But yeah. But yeah. until that point, you just have no idea until you go back for your scan. And that's another great thing about Taiwan is you have really regular checkups here. In England, we don't. We don't get checked until like <laughs> three months in. And then yeah. you go back seldomly. It's really, really rare to go back as much as we do here. And I could just mm-hmm. literally go and say, oh, I'm feeling nauseous and not be feeling nauseous and just want a cheeky scan to check up. And they go, oh, OK, here's the nausea pills. Let's check the baby. Like you could literally get the, the baby checked every day if you really wanted to, you know? Mm, yeah. And that's all we have time for today. Join us on Thursday for part two of this podcast. Bye. Bye.